This is my comeback. This is my comeback story. This is Trey Lewis with Good Landing Recovery, and you're listening to the Comeback. Welcome back. It is so good to have you guys here with us on the Comeback, our podcast from addiction to redemption. And really in comeback stories, it's it's really what you're going to start to see is that it's much broader than that and that we'll use stories from all walks of life to be able to inspire. And so many of you who are listening, you know, whether you're a mom or you're a dad or you're a brother, a sister, a spouse that has somebody that might be on the front end of this journey and they are struggling with addiction, they're struggling with, with alcohol, and you're just thinking, you know, is there any hope? Is you know can God really restore my loved one? And I want to tell you today directly from me that God can and He will restore your loved one. It's our responsibility to to pray and to contend for them in the Spirit. And you know one thing that I tell parents whenever they drop their kids off here, spouse that the, that the ace in the hole is always loved ones and a family support system that is contending and, and praying for their healing. Um, so, so no matter what you're going through, no matter how hopeless the situation is, make sure that you are contending and that you are praying for them um, and getting them into a place that can, that can save their life. But today we want to focus on a story to remind you that God is doing that. And when we hear stories and whenever we tell testimonies, it is to supercharge the atmosphere and to remind you that the way that God did it for me, the way that God did it for the person that you're listening to, if he did it for them, that he's not a respecter of persons and that he can also do it in your loved one's life. I have my dear friend Dave Hodge with us today. Welcome. Thank you, Trey. It's good to be here with you today. Awesome. Excited. So a little backstory on Dave. We used to work for a company called Start Church. It's an incredible company based out of Atlanta, Georgia, and they are a tax law and compliance company that empowers uh, leaders, ministry leaders all over the United States to make sure that they can effectively lead with a variety of different services. So um, if you ever get a chance, you can go in there, you can check them out at startchurch.com. Isn't that the website? <laughs> so just an incredible group of people. But Dave and I got to to travel, and, to, and I got to know him. I got to see his humility, his love for the Lord, and he has an incredible comeback story. So Dave, if you want to jump in and tell us what happened. Definitely. You know, I, I think with many of us, as we as we grow up, we, we never know what life is going to throw us, right? Uh, we, we don't know uh, years down the road what's going to happen. And uh, for me, I thought it was just a, a normal life. You know, I thought it was, uh, uh, this is what people go through. Mm. This is what we do. Uh, you know, uh, watching my father as I was growing up, watching my father uh, abuse alcohol. Uh, and then as you get older, you realize that a lot of your family, whether grandfather, uncle, it, it's a, it's like a lineage. Like it, it's almost part of their DNA that uh, it was just something that they did. Uh, and then you find yourself in that same place, yeah. uh, a deep deep, deep, dark uh, uh, place that you never imagined that you would go into. Uh, you never thought that it would bother you. Uh, but there's triggers in life, and that's the thing that we really have to to look at and make sure that everyone is focusing on is the triggers in life, the things that take us 
to those places. Uh, for me, I was 12 years old. I don't know if you remember when you were 12. I'm sure you were in a deer stand somewhere hunting. <laughs> uh, but at 12 years old, uh, my father walks out. And I didn't think anything about it. I didn't even think it bothered me. Right. If you ever have had a father or a mother walk out of your life, you know, at that moment when it happens, it's almost like it never bothered me. Uh, not until years later did I realize that it was a trigger, uh, a trigger to take me down a path that at the time seemed fun, exciting, you know, being the center of the party, um, taking taking uh, drinks that I never thought I would drink before and uh, leading to a place I remember. Uh, I remember a weekend where we spent uh, a day and a half drinking a gallon and a half of Jim Beam, just the two of us, um, me and a, a buddy of mine. Uh, and it just, I went from that all the way to the age of 21. Uh, so this happened at uh, started around 15, age of 21, I found myself in a ditch, an actual ditch, if you've ever been in it, kind of next to a road. It's kind of carved out where you're laying down low. Uh, I was in a ditch in uh, in uh, Beaumont, Texas. Still have a hard time going to Texas. Um, you remember those things, those, those places. Uh, at that moment, even growing up in church and realizing, I, I think it was just a cry out to go, God, if you can get me out of here, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Um, I guess you got to be careful what you ask for, uh, because he did. It took some time, but uh, man, it was it was a tough road uh, because I didn't I didn't go to a place like Good Landing. I didn't go to a counselor. I didn't go. I didn't have anybody in my life that would really give me direction or show me. Where do I go? What do I do? And uh, I can't say I did it on my own. I'd have to say that the Lord was there with me, whether I realized it or not. And uh, I, I walked back out of it, but it was it was tough. It was a tough road. Um, you know, I got married when I was 21 uh, to my beautiful wife. Uh, she can probably hear me. That's why I'm saying this, make sure that I don't get in trouble. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was. there's a balance in marriage. It should be a balance in marriage. You're supposed to be the spiritual head of your home as the guy. You know, it was like 10 years of my marriage that it was reversed. Not that she was trying to be out of place, but I wasn't in the place where I needed to be. Um, so even after that, even even trying to crawl back up, uh, walking away from drinking, walking away from uh, smoking dope and uh, doing all the nasty habits of life, it still took me about 10 years in ministry. Like I was recruited to come into ministry, I think I was uh, 25, and uh, it was... It was a good period of time where I'm preaching and not so sure that I'm in the right spot in my marriage of leading my household spiritually. So that's tough. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you this, if you persevere, 
if you push through, anything is possible. And I always say, if you want it bad enough, you'll work hard enough and you'll get it. Um, and that's how it got. I mean, that's how a lot of people get into uh, some of the the areas of life like alcohol or drugs. We just want it bad enough that we actually work hard at it. And and we get into this uh, into this rut. Uh, so uh, it, it's exciting today that I can see where God has transpired, and it's uh, led me to do uh, some of the things like the book I just wrote. Uh, and uh, it has it, it really. I was about to ask you about that. Positioned what, me to that. What's the name of the book? It's called The Hidden You. Y O U. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of those points? Absolutely. You know, I realized this. Uh, I struggled through life, like many people maybe listening here uh, have struggled in life of not knowing who I am. Uh, you were created for something, right? You were created for goodness. You were created for this greatness in life. But we struggle of who we are and what we actually have inside of them. So in 2016, if you remember, uh, we were in Boston. Uh, you had started the conference already downstairs, and I'm standing, uh, um, 10th floor, one of our beautiful rooms that we get to look over the Boston Harbor. I just felt the Lord begin to speak to me. Like, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those moments where He says it's time. And I'm wondering what it's time to do, right? And, uh, and it took, it took a couple months of cultivating, but I realized that, uh, it was time to to give back and time to help others to find um, where they are in life. And that's where JUMP in 2016, October, JUMP was um, launched. It's a, it's a program that helps guys that are incarcerated, uh, coming out of prison, how to re-enter back into society. It's an acronym that stands for Just Unleash My Potential. Uh, and so uh, in... In 2017, 2018, it was this inkling to inside of me to write a book of what's happened. How did I get to this point? Because uh, I wasn't always there. I didn't realize what my potential was. I didn't understand who I was and that DNA that's created inside of me uh, until uh, a pastor friend of mine, Greg Johnson, he, uh, he approached me and said, Dave, there's more inside of you than you realize. Uh, and, and maybe just like yourself, someone walked to you one day and said, you know what, I believe in you or I, I see something in you, maybe more than what you see, and it helps us to get to that next place, right? And so he did, and he, and he helped me a lot uh, to to get there, and I realized some of that potential, some of that DNA inside of me that, that started to unlock and to unleash, and, uh, and so I wrote. I wrote this this book based off of that, uh, just some of the traps in life, right? The traps that we go through, whether it's set by ourselves or set by the world. Um, but, And I don't always like to focus on so much of the bad things. I love to focus on, well, how do I get out of this junk, right? How do I get to the next place? And so really that's what the book is trying to do is, is first show us that this is possible that I'm here and I want to be there. And then show me how do I get there, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's so good, and I, and I think so many people because you know we we realize that it that it really is 
belief that drives action, right? And so if I believe I'm a piece of trash, then I'm going to act like a piece of trash. And so that's why, you know, with that book and, you know, whenever you spoke at, at Recovery Church a few weeks ago and, you know, people responded to that. And, you know, I remember one guy coming up to me afterwards to, to take my, my copy of the book because they, you know, he didn't want to wait. But, you know, he went there and I think just in, in one set, and this is a guy that like doesn't read, you know, I mean, he's coming right out of that scene or whatever. And I think he said, I'd never completed a book before, but he went down and committed. And I think he read that like in one setting, like it just, he was just in there and it's just speaking to him because, you know, they don't believe that about themselves, you know, and when you're out there and you're getting high and everybody you're around just reinforces like what a awful person you are. You know how we talk to each other when we're out there. I mean, just everything is just so degrading. And I just even think back to how I used to talk to my friends and it was like, man, we had the best in Intentions, and if you would ask, it's like, yeah, like we all care about each other, we all love each other, whatever. But the way that we talk to the harshness and how just, just you know, not life giving that it was, and then now, you know, and I just all the time when I'm saying, hey, you're coming out of this, and to be able to put, you know, just to put a resource like that that's going to help define them and saying, hey, you might not see it right now. You know, all you're trying to do is just, you know, you, you can't even, you know, you're just wondering, is there going to be a day when I'm not having 15 anxiety attacks? Or is there going to, you, you can't even like grasp the fact that God has this incredible plan for you and he's got something on the inside of you and he's depositing stuff to, you know, that you need to to walk into, you know, this plan for your life. So I just want to say thank you for for writing that book. Absolutely, um, and it's it's been it's been amazing. You know, uh, we've had some some great adventures together, and uh, I even think some of our time that we had together inspired me to to do um, uh, that book and other things I've done. So it, it's always been great, and our friendship I, I think has been great. So I appreciate you having me come out and and uh, and do this, and I do. If, if at the end of the day, one person's life mm-hmm. is changed or or able to go into a new direction, that that book was worth it. Amen. I think it'll be many more than just one. And you know something else too that I, I really don't want to conclude this this podcast until we hit on it. But um, there's not too many people that have the opportunity to to minister to bikers. Yeah. And um, you know, and 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 also, and I, and I think probably more people would take it if they could even get into. The scene, and and I know that just you know having an opportunity to to be able to to minister um, to um, you know those that are the one percenters, and you know I don't know all of the the rhetoric and stuff, but can you just kind of t- tell us a little bit about like kind of how you got into that and what that was like? Absolutely. Um, so it goes way back. I mean, I have pictures of me um, with my mom sitting on the back of the motorcycle. And me in her arms and my dad driving, uh, you know, so uh, it goes back to the days my um, I don't know anything different than motorcycles. My dad had many, many friends and uh, I wouldn't really get into the, the clubs that were involved, but uh, I knew the scene. <laughs> I understood the scene. Um, I, I can tell you this, though, when I got in, uh, in, into this uh, area on the, on the good side, we'll call it the good side, it was a motorcycle ministry called Heaven Saints, um, founded by an ex-Hells Angel. 
out of the Carolinas. Uh, his mom prayed and prayed and prayed for him, and he accepted Christ and said, well, I've been part of the Hells Angels for so long. Let me let me start an organization that would be something life-giving like you're talking about. Um, so he uh, started an organization called the Heaven Saints. And when I was able to get into that side, and I spent about 10 years of my life um, working with them from uh, chaplaincy to uh, president, I mean, just in in all all phases, uh, I had a worry that I never told anybody about, um, and I really never made public. My worry was is that getting into this scene is so easy to be able to fall back, right? Because uh, you understand the drugs and you understand the the uh, camaraderie and the brotherhood of what a club actually brings. Uh, it's kind of like prison, you know, from just uh, I, I didn't want to go to prison, right? I didn't want to go into the club scene because it's so easy to fall back into our old ways. Um, so being able to go in and and and, and do funerals and, and weddings for, I mean, these guys that are, I mean, rough. Like, yeah. if you met them in a back alley, you don't think you're coming out, right? Right, And uh, and to be able to uh, basically walk with these guys and tell them about how much Jesus loves them. Mm. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it was it was a great time and and it was a season in life. And if I can touch on that just for a second, uh, because we have seasons, and that's what we all have to be careful with is, is oh, man, I love this motorcycle ministry, or I love this uh, club that I'm in, or I love this drug that I'm taking. I, I love where I'm at. We go through seasons in life. Sometimes that season's up, right? And, and the reality is, is when we don't allow our season and walk out of it and go to the next season that God has intended for our life. It's when we get consumed and sometimes we can never leave that season. And maybe uh, maybe that, that resounds with someone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I knew it was time. I didn't want to leave, right? I, um, I didn't want to leave the, the ministry because I, I want to die here, right? I want to just do this. But it was a season I realized it was up and it was time to move on and and I, I just think that we have to be aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. That's so good. You know, I, I just, when I think about your, your life and, you know, just even hearing you share now and I'm just connecting dots and I, I just remember, you know, how well that you love people, that you inspired people, you know, just whenever, you know, doing the conferences and all these new people that had traveled and um, have, you, you know, they're coming in and there's just all that kind of weird uh, tension in the room and just this gift that you have to um, kind of disarm people, you know, and to just leave me, you just love people so well. And then as I'm, you know, thinking about like how in the world, you know, are you able to get into these guys that like, I mean, when I think about darkness and I think about people that are closed off, they're not open with it or whatever. And so to be able to to break in, to be able to penetrate that and then how God was able to use you to, to go into some of the roughest people on the planet um, and and give you a a stage and an opportunity to, to speak into that um, you know it just um, just it's, it's amazing but but I get it and I get your get your gift mix so um, I just can't tell you what a privilege it is to have you on the comeback and to have you a part of good landing and to share with you know with with our guys and girls that are part of this program it's just remarkable man so thank you 
Thank you for letting me be here. And, and let me just say this. Thank you for allowing God to use you to be able to make such a change in people's lives. Amen. Amen. Let's do this again soon. Let's do it. All right. All right. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to serve you. If you or someone in your family is struggling with addiction, please give us a call. It's 770-570-7422.